This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to the NBA Morning Deuce. For Wednesday, February 17th, um, it is actually still February 16th as we're recording. What time is it, Alex? 11.15 p.m. on the East Coast. 11.15 p.m. on the East Coast. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six games to talk about, but really five games. There is a game going on as we start the recording tonight. Phoenix is playing Brooklyn. It's the second quarter. Normally, we would give this a little bit of time, maybe start recording the third or fourth quarter, but no Kyrie in this game, no Kevin Durant in this game. Phoenix is already up uh, on my end. If this free throw goes in, they're up 19 in the second quarter. So we figured there's not a whole lot to say about this one, other than Devin Booker is very good. Really good. Love watching him play. Uh, Tyler Johnson's playing extended minutes tonight. That's probably... He started. <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of what you need to know about this game. Uh, should probably be a, an easy win for the Suns. But it should be, but... James Harden as some. Yeah, history yeah. and Kevin Garnett have told us, anything is possible. Mm-hmm. So, who knows? Maybe we'll, we'll see one of the most dynamic comebacks in NBA history led by James Harden and Tyler Johnson. I got it on right here on the iPad right next to me. So if it happens, I'm not holding my breath mostly because we have to do a podcast. Yeah. It'd be tough. But if we weren't doing a podcast, I would consider it. Mm. If I thought it helped make this game better. Uh, So we'll go, let's get, we'll go get into these games from tonight. Some decent ones, some decent action. Not like last night, not like, not like Monday night, but some decent action. Uh, There is some news to hit. At the end of the show, there's the we're going to play the Draymond Green sound that's sweeping the NBA world uh, towards the end of the show and react to that a little bit. Um, So, yeah, nice little nice little Wednesday show plan. Yeah, good hump day. Good hump deuce. Hump deuce. We haven't said. Oh, yeah. Hump hump deuce. deuce. Um, Let's start with the Los Angeles Lakers beating the Minnesota Timberwolves 112-104 in their first game on this unknown amount of time without Anthony Davis. Uh, The T-Wolves were up for a good portion of this game. Uh, I'm going to show the T-Wolves some love, actually, because generally with every T-Wolves game, we just sort of gloss over it as, oh, well, it's the T-Wolves, like, you know, this is what's had. It's a shitty season, blah, blah, blah. But there is some, st- I, they watching them, I, there is some interesting stuff. But first, 
I was thinking as I was watching this game, Anthony Davis being out for an extended period of time may actually lock up MVP for LeBron. That's crazy because I was going to say the same thing. And I he was my preseason pick, so I love that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he, they're going to win a bunch of games with AD out. That's for sure. They're not going to be as good, but they're going to keep winning. And LeBron's numbers are going to be ridiculous. Right. And I've got to think he realizes exactly what you just said. You know, like this, this could get me my fifth MVP award, I believe. I think he's got four. Yeah. Um, regular season? Yeah, I think so. I think it's four. And look, you see what happens here in the first game, 80s out. Dennis Schroeder steps up, has 24. Trez has 17 points in 18 minutes. Marcus Gasol went three for four from three. Like, like you said, in the regular season, this team has no problems. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, there's nothing to worry about. And LeBron's just, I mean, he's already having a great year. He was already a favorite for MVP, if not the favorite after Joel Embiid or in front of, depending on who you talk to. So I've talked to a lot of people about it. And I have said to many people that I think that it that can like that there's no question that it's Joel Embiid, but a lot of people disagree. There's a lot of people um, who think it's LeBron regardless right now. Yeah. And I think Vegas, I, I know LeBron's the favorite in Vegas, and I think that has a lot to do with not believing Embiid will make it through the season, you know, whereas you know LeBron is going to make it through the season. So that that makes some sense. But yeah, I, I, well, I think, think he is. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is LeBron's year to uh, to grab his fifth MVP with you. Well, especially now. Yeah. Yeah. There's no split. Like it's just he's got to do it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, not surprised that they get a win in there without AD. We'll see. You know, obviously playing the T Wolves, T Wolves are not very good. So we'll see when they start playing some decent teams what happens. We'll see. Can LeBron at this age sustain 38 minutes, 40 minutes a game uh, without Anthony Davis and having to carry even more of a burden? Like, it just seems something seems like it's got to give at some at some point. Yeah. Something's got to give. Right. It just it's a, it's crazy. That reminds me. Did you see Paul Pierce's very stupid comment recently? It's, he oh, said, he said, <laughs> I LeBron mean, James is proof that father time is no longer undefeated. <laughs> so LeBron's just going to play forever then? Like the whole the <laughs> point of the like cliche is that at some point, at the some point he's going to stop playing. <laughs> so he's, he's not undefeated. He's going to be undefeated when LeBron retires. Unless Paul Pierce thinks he's literally just going to play until the end of time. You know what's, you know what's so crazy to me about that is like, for, look, if the person who's, like the people who produce a show like the jump or the pregame show, they obviously get paid a lot of money and they get paid a lot more money than I ever did as a producer. And maybe the reason I'm not a producer anymore is because after that show is done, I would have gone to Paul Pierce and been like, you know, that didn't make sense. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like I would have, I, I really, I was been like, I mean, it's fine. Very few people other than Alex Rain are going to notice mm-hmm. that you said something so dumb, but just, you know, maybe don't say it again because yeah, it doesn't, doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm not a producer anymore. Uh, but yes, that is a dumb comment. Mm-hmm. You can't preface, though, when you're saying, did you see Paul Pierce's dumb comment by ju- just it, saying that? that is because, redundant. Yeah. I should yeah, say, did you see Paul Pierce's comment? And then, yeah, yeah. It's constant. It's mm-hmm. always. Yeah. Uh, so, I, but I did, like I said, I want to show some love to Minnesota here. First of all, 
Anthony Edwards is very is pretty legit. I like watching that kid play. I really like watching him I, play. We don't, you know, like they lose so much, and there's so many other better games that we tend to not focus on them very much. But I did watch a lot of this game until like you know the fourth quarter. I switched over to some other closer games. Uh, but he's fun to watch for multiple reasons. Obviously, super talented, but I love his personality. Like he genuinely just looks like a kid who's happy to be playing basketball in the NBA. Like he looks like he's enjoying himself. And there was an interview. It was, it's amazing. And I went back and watched it to make sure I remembered it correctly. Um, there was an interview like after the draft uh, with some trainer, some guy, I don't know who the trainer was. It was him interviewing Obi Toppin, James Wiseman and Anthony and uh, Anthony Edwards. Uh, at the same time, like all three of them. And towards the end of the interview, he's like, you know, y'all are pretty, you know, different, t- you know, I feel like this draft class is built a little differently and you guys are, you know, you guys play hard. Like he's saying, complimenting them. And he's like, but you know, you guys are still rookies. Are you guys going to be nervous, you know, going into the, you know, going into the league and playing against these guys and Obi Toppin, and James Wiseman, like they both give like this cliche, like the cliche, like, like, no, nah, man, like I just, you know, I, I go in there to kill the guy in front of me and like, uh, no, nah, man, I just play. I'm just got to be who I am and this and that. And Anthony Edwards legit goes, man, I ain't even going to lie. I'm going to be shocked. He's like, I'm 19 years old. <laughs> he's like, That's all. he's yeah. like, he's like, it's not going to change who I am. I'm going to go out there and play hard and try to beat the guy in front of me. But yeah, I mean, I would be lying if I said I wasn't shocked. I'm 19 years old in the NBA. And then, and then James Wiseman goes, well, you know, you know, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I'm going to be pretty shocked too. And then Obi <laughs> Toppin's like, Obi Toppin goes, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'll be shocked, but that's not going to change. Out. I think they, they both like t- chimed in right afterward, but he like, did oh, say, good answer. Really good answer. <laughs> yeah. But then he did say, he's like, my goal is he's like, look, if it's LeBron or whoever it is, he's like, I know that guy because I've been watching that guy forever. And my goal is that after I play him, that guy knows me. And he put up 28 tonight. He hit a three in LeBron's face and just had a smile ear to ear. Like oh, it was such sick. a, I, I it missed was, that. It was such a, like LeBron didn't really close it. LeBron was just guarding him and he just pulled up on him and hit a three. And you could just see like they hit, did like the hero shot on his face and he was just smiling. So you could tell like that was a moment for him. You know, like hitting a three over. I mean, it's a moment for anybody, but just nailing a three over LeBron. And then yeah. after the game, LeBron went up to him and shook his hand and all that stuff. It's just like a cool moment. But he could just tell he genuinely it's like, and he's really good. He's yeah, really talented. That, that sort of shit is going to make him a fan favorite. Just be, like based on like the honesty and just kind of like just being open and avoiding those cliche answers and stuff like that. And you, you nail a shot in LeBron's face. Of course, you're happy. That's incredible. Like that's the coolest thing ever. So let it let it show. Um, yeah, yeah when, I mean, he, his, he's going to be a fan favorite for a while. He, I think. And he, I saw another post game of him the other day where he was like, uh, like they were asking him about this season and, you know, rough season. And he's like, you know, I think my job is, uh, you know, I, I'm just, you know, I'm 19 years old. I'm a kid. I'm high energy. I always have energy. So I'm just always positive. My, and I'm always positive no matter what happens. I'm always motivating guys. And I think like, you know, these guys, even in a season like this, if they have a guy like me always out there, always being positive, always motivating, then they're going to want to play hard to like keep up with that. And I was like, man, this, I love listening to this kid talk because yeah. he's also kind of funny. Like he, he has a personality. 
Like, so now I'm starting to think, what was the thing that came out? That he, said he, that, he, that he said he didn't really like basketball, that he's no, better at football. That was funny, but that he also brought something into a restaurant and like. Oh, yeah, the hibachi it. thing. He went to a hibachi and brought his own food yeah. to cook. <laughs> but that's start, it's, I'm kind of starting to think maybe he's just really funny. Yeah, it's, it's possible. Possible. And then, so the other thing I was thinking about with this team is I saw a stat during the game that, so D'Angelo Russell, which is one of the news items that we got to hit, he's out four to six weeks now. He had knee surgery which obviously not super major because he's four to six week, but Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell have only played five games together. There, it sucks. This team, regardless of what they do in the offseason, when they're all healthy, at least offensively can be really dynamic and fun to watch, high scoring. I don't know if they're ever going to be good on defense. They, in fact, might be awful defensively, but they can score a lot of points when these guys are all together. But I would pose this. The reports all this past week have been that the Hawks want a lottery pick, a lottery level pick for John Collins. Mm. Do it. Yeah. Put a protection on it. Make it like top seven or top eight protected and go get John Collins. Uh, D'Lo, Beasley, Anthony Edwards, John Collins, and Cat. And that is John Collins is a very good defensive player. So then you're starting to shore up maybe one of the concerns. And I love perfect that. for Cat. He's really kind of perfect for any center just because of the way his game is. Like he would be good anywhere. Yeah. But I was thinking about that when I was watching this because like everyone's like, oh, they're not going to get a lottery pick for him. But who are you going to get that? I don't know who's in the draft. I don't know anything about college basketball. But I can't imagine that you can guarantee me right now that the guy you're going to take in the top 10, if you're the T-Wolves, is going to be better than John Collins. And why do you even need another top 10 pick if you're this team? Like, right. go get him. If that's a true report, go do it, man. I couldn't agree more. And, like, it's it's just the safer move. Like, you know that you are getting a very, very good player, whereas the guy you take in the top five or six, which it looks like that that's where their draft pick is definitely going to be, but they're going to be not a put, sure thing. Put, put, put protection on it. Like, don't give him a top five pick for John mm-hmm. Collins, but I would give him a nine through 14 pick. I mean, like, that's a no-brainer to me. Yeah, I mean, you do that. And who knows? Like, right now, they have the third or fourth pick ranking, like, standings-wise, but maybe they trade for John Collins and they go on a run, and they're the, they have the 10th pick, and then it's not that big of a deal, you know? Yeah. Because if you redrafted John Collins' class, he'd obviously be a lottery pick. He'd be a yeah. top 10 pick, you know? So... I just thought about that when I was watching this team because they that's the the one thing right now that they truly just absolutely don't have is a four, a defensive stretch four who can play with cat. They just don't have it just mm-hmm. doesn't exist on this team. So, but I do think this team, when everything settles, people get healthy, they play together, they can be really fun. I don't know they're ever gonna win anything. Cause I don't know that they'll ever play defense. Cause I don't know that any of these guys play any defense whatsoever but they are going to score lots of points when they all get it done. And they have a kid now in Anthony Edwards who he's going to go get that. He's going to go get the bucket when you need him to get a bucket. Yeah. Yeah. I like what they're doing. Yeah. Um, another guy that you, I know you like what he's doing. I know you like what he's doing is uh, Zion Williamson. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, one day, after was it yesterday's show where I basically just just like tore him down, like tore him apart on the with the stat with the stats. That might have been Monday, I forget. I basically was talking about how he's they're like three and eleven when he leads them in scoring and three oh, yeah, and yeah. eleven. 
Well, he led them in scoring. He took more than 15 shots tonight, and they won 144-113 against the Grizzlies, which is a good win. Grizzlies are playing good, pretty good this year. Uh, 144 points. like, And they played really good defense, which has been one of their biggest issues this year is they couldn't defend. Uh, 113 doesn't really tell the story because obviously at the end, the Grizzlies started scoring the ball a little bit. But Zion... I saw some stuff in from him in this game. Did you watch this? This is the Turner game. Did you watch? No, it? I I caught bits and pieces of it. Um, there's something weird going on with my Xfinity app, but uh, we won't get into that. But I caught bits and pieces of it. I have Maybe one takeaway though. Uh, okay, well, I just I feel like I saw him doing some things tonight that I didn't know he could do or haven't seen him do yet this year. Just in terms of off the dribble, he had six assists, um, playing and pick and rolls as the ball handler, uh, just getting downhill, but also like dribble moves not just like barreling through people just and he hit a three which is like i was thinking about it when i saw him hit the three i don't think i've ever seen him take a corner three and it feels like he could probably be a decent corner three-point shooter which is really all he needs to be um it was impressive i will say that i haven't obviously haven't changed my opinion on him yet there's it's one game but he he looked he did some really impressive things in this game and he's averaging like 38 game over the last like 10 or something. He's averaging so like absurd numbers. He, he's about to, if they can make a run to the playoffs, people are going to talk about him for MVP. Uh, it, just because uh, of the hype. <laughs> for any new listeners, we have a, a lifetime bet or a Zion Williamson career bet. Oh yeah. I don't even remember what that bet was. It was a top five finish in MVP voting at the end of a season gets me a hundred dollars. Ever. If, yes, if he retires, <laughs> if he retires without ever doing that, that was so dumb. I owe so you a hundred dollars. That was just a dumb bet, just because people <laughs> want him to. The media wants him to succeed so yeah, badly. He's a, you know, he's a darling. Yeah. What's your takeaway here? You it's said you had one takeaway. Balanchunas does not look right at all. Like, oh, I, oh for the Grizzlies, was Got he? Did, do we know if he was diagnosed with COVID? And this is—I don't want to speculate too much, but like, he's a good defensive player, and he looked. I don't know. Totally, maybe totally but, overmatched. Like he um, couldn't even. We played pretty up. good at the beginning of the game, though. But um, I caught a lot of the second and third quarter, and it like it just. I don't know if he just said "fuck this." Like we're down by twenty, or he's not feeling right. But well, it's interesting. We'll talk about the Celtics in a second. But Jason Tatum came out and said that he still feels like at the end of games he's getting more tired because of COVID. Wow. And that it still could that he thinks it's still affecting him. So. Who knows? Maybe Valanciunas. I mean, I think he had to be the one who had COVID because of all those games. And he was, I, 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 again, not a doctor, but if that's the case, maybe it jumped out to me. That's, and it's just like, it it really was visible to me. So I thought I'd mention possible, possible. Um, But yeah, I have no idea. What jumped out to me in this game is the Pelicans going 19 of 38 from three. So, JJ Redick getting almost twenty minutes. Josh Hart, like those two guys combining, eight of eight of seventeen from three is big for this team. Yeah. So you know if they get, and and like dude, Brandon Ingram only took thirteen shots and they won by thirty. Like if they can play defense like this, they're going to get a lot of wins. Yeah, and they're going to they're going to play pretty well. We know they have scoring power, and I'm still actually a little bit not concerned, but. Brandon Ingram is not as aggressive as I think he should be with how good of a scorer he is. I mean, he's one of those guys that 
almost every shot you take, you like because he's so hard to defend. So 13 shots to me is just not enough. But it, it I mean, obviously can't. They just, they run, game. they run so much stuff through Zion now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Like mm-hmm. you have Ingram, but I wonder if it's like a Shaq D Wade type of thing, Shaq Kobe type of thing where it's like, let's let Zion just punish people all game. But then when it matters, if it's a close game, last five minutes, we know Ingram's the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a bad strategy. Because um, this is how it used to be, right? Like Shaq used to always say, like, I know in the last five minutes who's getting the ball, but the rest of the game, give me that shit. You know, like, <laughs> I'm going to kill everybody. But I know that when we need a shot, like, give it to one of those guys mm-hmm. to get. And the logic is there. When you can score from everywhere on the floor, that is more appealing in the last couple minutes of the game than a guy that can score from a 15-foot radius. So the his zion's post game interview with the guys mm-hmm. zion's such a kid he's still such yeah. a, a child he like doesn't speak like he doesn't he's like i don't know if he's nervous or it's just his personality but like like it was um lefko shack and d wade they're all asking him questions and he's just like yeah you know me i just i just really want to win <laughs> like it's like his uh like d wade was like you know you're not the type of player who you know, posts workout videos on your Instagram or even like gym videos. Like you're not one, but you came back this year. You look, you look 10 times better. You're flourishing. Like what was your mindset coming into this year? And he's just like, you know, I just wanted to show that I got better and uh, that we could help that I could help the, us win games. <laughs> it's like, that was the whole thing. Yeah. I kind of like that. I mean, I, yeah. yeah, he doesn't strike me as a guy that loves the spotlight and he got, huge like he went from not famous to famous pretty much as quickly as anybody can so yeah maybe just protective or shell-shocked i don't know i like him though I like and then left is like i we know that you're sh- that you don't like to you know talk a lot but i really want you to expand on this one he's like i'm gonna throw a stat at you and i just want to know what you feel about this he's like you're on pace to average 24 points on 60 percent from the field and you will be the only the fourth player in nba history to do that and I think it was like Wilt, Kareem, and Kevin McHale or something. Mm. He's like, what does it mean when you hear those names? He's like, well, those guys are obviously greats in this game. And it'd be great to be part of that list. But you know <laughs> me, I don't like to say it much or something like that. It was just like, that's awesome. It was great. It was really good. Um, he's very just like, he was like this in the draft too, just like very, and he's not, there's no like falseness. He's similar to Anthony Edwards, I think. Like there's no like, uh, I'm going to grow up. Like I'm not, I'm going to be a good NBA player, but I'm still like a 20 year old kid playing basketball. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of times guys are not like that. And I feel like uh, most of the time guys are almost like, you know, reading from a script with two polished answers. Yeah. Cause they yeah, do like the media like training and they want to say the agent, right thing. Yeah. Their agents told them what to say and that sort of thing. It's yep. just, I don't like it. Yeah. They also get a million of the same questions. So they get trained on how to answer the same question over and over and over. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's, it's refreshing to see guys who are just like, uh, I'm just going to like be myself. Yeah. By the way, Shaq is wearing this hat. Oh, and he it, looked horrible in that hat. And it keeps it like a French he keeps, hat. Or he like, keeps, what? yeah, it looks like a beret. He keeps yeah, moving. French. <laughs> French hat. <laughs> but it keeps moving it further and further to the right. Like the, the front of it. It's absurd. He looks so ridiculous. I tweeted, I'm like, how is this not trending? 
Like everything else that happens on Turner is trending and Shaq's hat's not trending. Makes no sense. Yeah. I, I that's surprised that kind of seems like he wanted it to be trending. So uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk um, Toronto, Milwaukee, uh, Toronto, Beats Milwaukee 124-113. Milwaukee has now lost four in a row without Drew Holiday. They are 16 and 12 or 16 and 13. I don't know if you have the standings. They're 16 and 12 right now. 16 and 12. I also saw a stat last year. I think they started the season like 52 and 8 <laughs> last year. Oh my God. And they went all in on Drew Holiday. And now they're 16 and 12, and they can't win a game without him. I tell you what. Uh, Mike Budenholzer's butt is burning right now. That is a he's got a hot butt. He's got a hot butt. It's like one of those cars where you can heat up the seats, but it's malfunctioning. Yeah, yeah. Is that a good analogy? That's a reach, but I, I liked it. Um, yeah, I don't know. You called he's, this off season. I mean, that this was going to be a guy that that might have some trouble getting through the season. Um, he's the epitome of hang on to your butts. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I, I don't know. I. I there's just no way Drew Holiday means this much to your team where you're losing to the Thunder and the Raptors on back-to-back nights to extend a, a losing streak to four games. Yeah. Fred Van Vliet's going for 33. Like Fred Van Vliet's a really good player, but you've got the reigning defensive player of the year and you've got some good wing defenders. Um, I went on a podcast recently and they asked me if Brooke Lopez still fits with this team. And I think I was wrong. <laughs> I said yes, but I don't even think it's a fit thing. I just think maybe he's not that good anymore. I think he has like in a season or two, like very much regressed. It looks like I was watching. He didn't look good out there. It's possible. Maybe he's not quite healthy. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Like what was wrong with him? Did he have an injury or something? No, I'm just, I don't know. The drop off is just stark though. Like he's just yeah. playing really bad. Yeah. Um, and like, he's been one of the anchors of their defense. Like the last couple of years, he's averaged mm. two blocks, like one or two blocks, one and a half, two blocks a game. He's been right. So maybe that is part of it. I mean, obviously, we know what a, what part the other part is is that you know Giannis just can't take over when it matters at the end of games. Um, I don't know, man. Just, Chris Middleton with eleven tonight. I'm actually not quite sure. I mean, he he's having I think a down year relative to to like I don't know he, his scoring's on pace. Yeah, no, he was um, he was playing really well at the beginning. I think he's kind of calmed down a little bit. Yeah, but. I was thinking he averaged like 23, 24 last year, but he's always been right around twenty points a game. Um. Yeah, the Bucks don't scare me. It's crazy, and I'm not. Giannis is amazing. Giannis is an amazing person and an amazing player, and he's unique. Is he an amazing person? Do you know that? Well, like I I mean, like being seven foot and moving that way, like he's physically amazing. I thought you meant like, like, oh, as a person. I don't know, but yeah, I'm sure he's a good guy. I don't know, but (laughs) (laughs) it's just not conducive to like winning NBA games that matter. It just isn't. I don't. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Uh, this for the Raptors, they got OG Ananobi back. They went small and started Pascal Siakam at the five, which kind of strikes me as a team that's still trying to figure out a way to like scramble into the playoffs. Yeah. Kyle Lowry got hurt twice in this game. Uh, he hurt his ankle, went to the locker room, came back, hurt his ankle again, and left for the game. So that is an issue on two levels. One is if they don't have him, they're not good. I mean, they're already not very good, but they're even worse. And also if he has a, if it's a serious injury of any kind, then they can't trade him, which they're considering doing. Mm-hmm. So 
but I like them going small ball and at least trying because their centers are dog shit as we have talked about plenty of times. So it's, you know, Nick nurse making adjustments as doing literally the opposite of what Mike Budenholzer has done his whole time in Milwaukee. Yeah. Just like figuring out ways to win. Yeah. And that's kind of what we said. We said the Raptors, like their roster is not scary anymore. They're not very good, but they still have Nick nurse and, and you can, you can be a good team as long as you have a very great coach and, and some solid players. So, right. It's looking like, I mean, they're, they're sitting in the seven seed right now. I gotta think <laughs> the heat are going to turn around, but basically what I'm trying to say is the Raptors do look like they're going to get into the playoffs. Now they, they don't look like a team that's going to miss the playoffs. Well, the East sucks. It's really, there's bad. only four teams right now that are above 500. It's insane. That it's, is abs- that's outrageous. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Pacers are 14 and 14 now. Yeah. The, the but, East. I don't know that. I don't know. I don't say the East sucks. It's I think it does, dude. The well, sixth seed is 14 but, and 15, but also keep in mind, Celtics, Heat, Brooklyn, Philly, all those teams have been ravaged this year at one point or another. Mm-hmm. Indiana still not healthy. Like most of these teams are a mess and have been a mess all year. Um, so. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I still think the East is better than it's been in a while in terms of depth and talent. These teams just, they're not right and they're not healthy. So it's fair. I think the biggest thing, honestly, at this point with the Eastern conference, it's like which team can get healthy and come together at the right time to win the East right. is, is what it's starting to look like, you know? Um, but um Obviously, Toronto has experience, and those guys have won before and been a playoff team for a long time. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them. I mean, they're at least going to be in the play-in tournament thing. Yeah, I don't think they're going to. Yeah, that'd be a shocker if they slip to 11. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. You want to talk about the Boston game since we were talking about the East? Or yeah, let's go to Boston. Game time? <laughs> let's go to Boston. That was the first game, right? Um, yeah, the first game. Um Denver, Jokic goes for 43. Michael Porter Jr. started because I don't know why he started and went 0 for 8 and didn't score. Uh, Jokic goes for 43, and they only score 99 points and lose to the Celtics, who have been uh, notably bad, mm-hmm. 112-199. Uh, that's a rough one. This is a weird-looking game on the box score for sure. Um that Composo started. Composo Fancazo. Facundo Composo. 
I think that's how you say it. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking. He's fucking got crazy good. eyes as well. I just like his whole thing that he's got going. I'm a big uh, Campazzo fan, but oh, I forgot. I was gonna, I was gonna bust out my Dylan the villain Brooks. I like that. That's a good name, right? Yeah, because Dylan and villain rhyme, so it's yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. I forgot I was gonna break that out when we were talking about Memphis. Hmm. Dylan, the movie villain. Should we Brooks. just start over? Should we just start the episode? <laughs> Welcome to the NBA Morning News. Or... It's 11.45 p.m. on the East Coast. <laughs> um, yeah, they have a lot of injuries, obviously. No Gary Harris, no Will Barton, no Paul Millsap, no Monty Morris. So, but still, so how, Jokic how is gets 43. Bold, still not getting any run Thank whatsoever. you. I tweeted that. I tweeted Ridiculous. that. I tweeted that, too, and people actually, like, people were responding. And yeah. I don't get a lot of engagement twitter on the twitter land so not yet not yet Joey. not yet uh i was like zeke naji who's a rookie and isaiah hartenstein are probably nice players and it's nothing against them but how in this situation does bowl bowl not even get a minute trade him let him walk trade him do something get him free bowl bowl seriously like i I just want to see him go somewhere that appreciates him yeah and it, he's obviously he, not appreciated right now in Denver. It just has to be off the court stuff or just like they're like Mike Malone doesn't like him. I, I, That's what I said earlier in the yeah. year. It's the only thing that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I, I don't get it. Especially in a game like this. Michael Porter Jr. can't score, can't like, make a shot. Literally couldn't tonight. Uh, Zeke Naji, who, I mean, he's a rookie also. Like he's a rookie. They just... You know what it is, is that Bobo is a second round pick. So he's only on a two year deal. And next, so this up, this, he's a free agent this offseason. Like he's qualifying. Get him out of there. Just get him, get him to, or they're, uh, or they're going to try to lowball him and then unleash him on a smaller mm, contract next year. Play the long, the long con there. Yeah. I don't know why you would do that when I will. Part a, of it yeah. is probably that, like, hey, when we're healthy, we're, we were in the Western Conference finals. So we can let him develop, pay him less than what he actually probably could earn if we actually played him, and then just let him go go crazy when we're it's underpaying him. Pretty sinister strategy, but it makes sense. But still, he should get ten, give him ten minutes tonight, Christ, or put him in the G League. Yeah, just let he him would, go. Let him go ham on this. He might league. average thirty a game in the G League. Truly, he's yeah, cool. Let him do. Let him play basketball. Let yeah. Bull Bull play basketball. All the people want NBA fans just want him. No matter where it is, let him go back to Oregon. Just that, there know. could be some some uh, issues like some. It uh, just all anybody wants from Bull Bull is to see him play basketball. I think that would be an NCAA infraction. I'm not positive, but I don't think he can go back to change Oregon. his name. I don't know, man. Just do something. He only has one name to change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ball ball. It'd just it'll be Ricky Ricky or something. Just, yeah. Yeah. No, bull bull. B-U-L-B-U-L. Bull bull. Okay. That works. I don't know. I, I that was my main takeaway from this game too for the Nuggets was why can't this guy get on the court? And that Jokic is absurd. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. I always hate these kind of games for stars where they just like a like what goes through a mind of a star where it's like, God, what else do I got to do, man? Mm-hmm. I think he would be the front runner for MVP if they were a top three team in the West or like, cool. yes. like where are they right now in the West? I think they're still they're in the playoffs. Five or six, I think. No, they're definitely still in the playoffs. They're the seven seed right now, but his numbers are outrageous. 
and it's not translating to wins. And it's kind of weird. Jamal Murray is, he's not having a bad year, but he just flashed too bright in the playoffs to be playing like this now, you know? Yeah. Uh, good win for the Celtics. Yeah. They need Kemba's to. playing pretty good, which is big for them. And, and, you know, Tatum did a lot of it's going to hinge on like, is this a long-term thing for Tatum? The COVID, like, like his response to it, or is it just something where he's got to play his way back into shape and it's just got to get out of his system? But we don't know. Like, yeah. no one knows. What are the long-term effects? We don't know. Not a doctor. Yeah, I'm not a doctor. But, I mean, there are scary stuff about lung long-term lung damage, which, I mean, right. I do not want to speculate, but it just in terms of COVID well, and things I've heard is... Well, and, and a guy publicly coming out and saying, like, I'm having trouble breathing at the end of games because, you know... yeah. And I'm getting tired. He's not having trouble breathing. Well, maybe he said that, but I know he definitely said he's getting tired easier and getting tired. Those are linked. Yeah. I mean, your right. respiratory system. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alex is not a doctor. Not a doctor. <laughs> uh, Peyton Pritchard's back in full effect, which is good to see. Uh, this team's rough, man. Like they should be really good. But I, like I said, I still, if they're not fully healthy, and which means Marcus Smart, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how if I'm in on the Celtics without their full roster healthy. Yeah, it is concerning that missing Marcus Smart is like this glaring, I guess, because he wasn't even playing that well. But well, but he's also hands down. I mean, like the anchor of their defense. He's one of the yeah. best defensive players in the NBA. So that yeah. changes things. And we talked about the competitive spirit thing yesterday, like players having competitive spirit. That's one of the most like I hate uh when guys are in the draft and you ask like a scout or somebody like what's his what like what does he do? Like what's he good at? And they're like, he's a winner. Mm-hmm. And that's all anyone said about Marcus Smart. And I was like, okay, so he doesn't have any skills. <laughs> it's like what what's his skill? <laughs> like, he's a winner. Like, cool, everyone should be a winner at that level. If you're that good in college, you should win games. They're just talking about how competitive he is. It turns out he's actually really good. Maybe not six pick good, but um, you could just tell he's out there. He competes. I mean, he plays really hard, and he brings like a different energy level to their team, mm-hmm. even when he's not playing well. Yeah, they miss him, and I, I still have very high expectations for the Celtics. I and but they have to get right. They have to get right, and they're not right now. So they aren't. But like we said, it doesn't really matter at this point in the East. Mm-hmm. Like. It is wild to think we're more than a third of the way through the season in a shortened season. And almost every playoff spot in the East is kind of up for grabs. Yeah. Other than like Detroit, right? It's yeah. I mean, it's Washington. not out Even of Detroit the and Washington. Like all the, every single team is still in it because of the play in thing. Well, Washington's three wins back from that, that play in spot. They're not out of it either. You know, like Washington Wa- is. No, Washington is one game back in the loss column, and the loss column, yeah, which is all that matters. Which is that's what matters, right? Um, and they've won two in a row. Detroit is three is a full three games back. In, I, I actually think you can rule out Cleveland as well, just with what's going on with Drummond. Like they're they look in really bad shape to me. Washington, I mean, they've lost play. eight. Yeah, they've lost eight in a row. <laughs> they, they look pretty bad to everybody. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's as my that's what I'm saying. It's just like. We won't know what's real and not in the in the East probably until after All Star break when mm-hmm. teams 
if if these teams get healthy, we may not see these teams get healthy for most of this season, just the way the season is. Yeah. Brad Stevens made a really good point the other day that I didn't even think about it after the game on after their game, I think on Monday. They're just like talking. He was just saying, like, our clocks are everyone, it's not an excuse because everyone's going through it, but everyone like our clocks are messed up. Like that game that they played the other day wasn't scheduled. It was a makeup mm-hmm. game. And because of that, like the league is, we don't even realize. Remember the other day I was saying, like, oh, it was Sunday. I was like, why is there so many games on Sunday? I we're not, they're not even like announcing it. They're just throwing games on the schedule to post to make up. So that's why there's some like days where you don't even realize this is a makeup game. They just put it back in there to make it up. And then there's so many, and then teams are playing back to backs that they didn't have before. And so I I don't know when these guys are going to get time to rest and Boston, they're going to have two guys in the all-star game. So when do these guys get time to rest? (laughs) I don't know. If I'm Jason Tatum, I'm not playing in that game. Flat out not playing. In the I don't think you can if not go great. if you like get voted in. I think you have to go. In COVID, he should not play in the game. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could like fake an injury or get your trainer to say that you're hurt. I don't know, mm-hmm. but the East will be interesting all the way through just because of all that. Yeah. Um. Uh. Okay. Last game, other than this Phoenix Brooklyn game, which Phoenix is still up seventeen now in the third quarter, so. Looks like there's not going to be a whole lot to dive into from that one. Game time. Uh, Portland was smoking Oklahoma City. Truly smoking them, but smoking them even. And then at one point in the fourth quarter, OKC was winning the fourth quarter 23 to four. Not good. Um, and took a lead. And then, and, at, and also at one point in the fourth quarter, like late in the fourth quarter, Damian Lillard was one for 10 from three. And he finished the game. Now think about this. He was one for 10 and he finished the game five of 14, which means in like the last four minutes, he hit four threes in a row. And didn't miss one. <laughs> and didn't miss one. That's good and, math there. Good math and, there, Joey. And the, and the three, go watch it, that he hit to seal the game was the same one dribble, step back left, three like 30-foot three-point. And it was like, oh, yep, it's going in. It's crazy how much distance he creates with a step back. Like, it's like noticeable. Like, everybody has this night. Like, James Harden has a beautiful step back, and Steph, we see all the time. But, like, the distance he creates between him and the defender on that step back is nuts. And that everyone uh, knows it. And, and that every defender that guards him knows it's coming and that it's going yeah. to his left. And it yeah, but matter. it's too it's too powerful. Like his his thighs or something. I don't know. Springs backwards thick, like a thick, powerful, yeah. thick thighs. Yeah, thick. No, you know, dude. Let me tell you, he's got some thick thighs on him. Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's like a dunk truck. That guy has got a bootay. Mm-hmm. And the way he was walking when he was injured didn't do him any favors. <laughs> he was like waddling a little bit. It was. Strange body type. He does. He is a. I was talking to Norris Cole about the Heat and about when the Lowry rumors came up, and he was like, "Yeah, he would. He would fit that culture down there." But I'm gonna have to lose a little bit of weight. <laughs> oh, wow! Wow. <laughs> um. Yeah, he's thick. But I guess I don't know. We we don't really see Damian Lillard's thighs that much, so he probably has. I mean, I think most of these guys who can touch the top of a backboard, 
can have thick thighs. <laughs> yeah. Um, but his are particularly thick, I bet. You know who probably doesn't have thick thighs? And his canter. He can't even jump. No, he can he had 21 rebounds. He had 21 rebounds. I need that extra column, Joey. I need the column of contested rebounds. I don't I don't put a lot of stock into just flat out rebounding numbers anymore. But you need like a rebound where you actually touch someone? Is what you mean? Or just like when there was actually like Contact. someone else there that could have gotten the rebound you know i think that is tracked somewhere yeah i don't no, know I, I mentioned it before i just i think they maybe just give the statisticians a little extra work to do and uh and and mark down whether it's a contested rebound or an uncontested rebound i want to point out another thing on the blazers because i mentioned the heat the heat are pretty bad this year and part of it is that their perimeter defense is horrendous and I've been killing the Blazers for starting Derek Jones Jr. all year. The Heat could could use him in a big way. They would really, it really would have been a nice player to keep. Yeah. At this point. That's crazy to me. Yeah, because they really what they really only lost him and Jay Crowder, and the drop-off is nuts. We know there's more going on than that, but yeah, I mean it's it is amazing how how role players have the this sort of effect. Um, yeah. I mean, he wasn't playing 30 minutes a game for the Heat, but he might right. be this year if he was there. Mm-hmm. It's just Anyways. so long and quick. Yep. Um, Thunder. Yes, Thunder. I, I do think based on the what, 23 to 4 in the fourth quarter or whatever, that, that's a good win for the Blazers to, to make sure it didn't unravel on them. Because, yeah. I mean, the, this know- is a game at the end of the year where when you're fighting for seeding and stuff, you look back and like, this is this is a must win. You can't lose to the Thunder, and and they handled their business. Yeah. Do we know what's wrong with Shea? Like, why hasn't he been playing? Uh, knee sprain, a left knee sprain. Hmm. He's been out for a while. Yeah, or a few uh, games I at least. Be surprised if if Sam Presti is looking at the standings like, oh, we're winning winning a few too many games here. So. Oh yeah, they can't yeah. even tank correctly. <laughs> um, I, I would I would also be very surprised if both Al Horford and George Hill make it past the trade deadline on this team someone's going to trade for george hill like a a a good team is going to trade for george hill Mm -hmm. he there's no need for him to be in okc uh yeah all right that's it for the games the spurs were supposed to play tonight their game has been postponed because of covid related issues i think they said that there's positive tests within the organization so their next two games are postponed along with the Hornets next two games, which I think is because they've just played each other probably. Right. Mm. On Sunday, we were, remember we were, yeah. I was talking about how they, their rosters are similar because of the young talent. Yeah. So just when we thought it seemed like we weren't getting as many postponed, it seemed like we went a little while without like, a, we had a nice stretch. Well, rational. we also weren't doing a podcast for a week, but yeah, I but I, yeah, I think we would have noticed. I mean, I still was betting and playing FanDuel yeah. every night. Yeah. Um, so just when you thought it was over, like I get those COVID sniffing dogs out in San Antonio, dude. Um, this is a weird one. Uh, Cole Anthony is out now, at least till after all-star break for the magic with a broken rib, but it's weird because he's been out for a few games and it was listed as a shoulder injury. And I guess he was on Twitch and someone asked him, like, what's going on with you? And he's like, I don't want it to go public yet, but I, I cracked a rib. It's not a big deal. And then I think after he did that, they released a, 
statement like yeah so he is a creep. he didn't want something to go public and then that's what i was reading i could have read it wrong hold on let <laughs> me understand that i'm gonna uh, try to find the article i was reading about it um but yeah it was <laughs> it was something along those lines of like um he like gave it away yeah i, I don't know it's very it was all very yeah here we go anthony actually broke the news himself on social media hours before the team made the officially announcement that's that's a typo which comes as no surprise okay yeah so he he did it on social media i don't think he was on social media though i think he was like streaming or something that is social media is there's it? people and i don't know no, i'm just I mean, if there's oh. people involved in its media i think it's social media so it's weird it, it's weird but also like why was it did they know it was a rib and they didn't want to say it or did they think it was a shoulder and it turned out to be a rib, which is also a problem. And that's a big problem. It, it, it's a problem. And it also comes in a year where everyone on that team is getting hurt. Is there something wrong with that training? Like what's, is there a problem in, in Orlando? They can't stay. No one can stay healthy. I understand like luck is most of it. Bad luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you'd have to have like consecutive years in a row with all kinds of wacky shit happening for it, for me to be like, you know what's going on with the training staff but that that's maybe it's the same injury that hurt his shoulder and his rib you know like maybe whatever happened injured both things and yeah they will they say the shoulder bones connected to the rib bone yeah that's what line of the song is that i forget but it's i just said it the oh. shoulder bones connected to the rib bone mm-hmm. and then maybe, there's the rest uh, of the song bam out of bio's favorite song because <laughs> <laughs> why I don't get the, it. The neck connected to the brain. Oh, yeah. I can't always forget about <laughs> the that. Shoulder. Uh, um, he was talking muscles in that case. So, that's a different song. But Yeah. It's the way it connects to the head. Yeah, they, they say that the shoulder bone connects to the head bone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the remix. Yeah. Well, I just thought that was a weird one. And then before we do the Draymond sound, this one's – this is – you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Lloyd Pierce is going to miss at least the next two games. He's going back to Atlanta for the birth of his child. Congratulations, coach. But now I'm not going to say like, don't go to be for the birth of your child, but who's stepping in for him? Nate McMillan, Mm. who we both pretty much agreed should never have been fired in the first place. And is a pretty damn good coach. Yeah. They're on a four-game losing streak. We've talked about if they can't get their shit together, Lloyd might be the guy who takes the fall. This might be a Nate McMillan audition. Wow. In a, in a messed up way, and I hate to say it, but Nate McMillan has proven to be a winning coach and a playoff coach. Lloyd Pierce has not. And a, in a disappointing year already, and coming off four games in a row, if they put together like a tour, they played Boston twice and then Denver. They win those games. Like if they somehow put together a three-game win streak with Lloyd out, and then yeah. he comes back and they start losing again, it sounds like it could be a Wally Pip situation. He might have to name his kid Wally Pip if if they go on like a ten gamer here. Yeah. So just something interesting. They play Wednesday night at Boston, so I'm going to keep an eye on that one. Yeah. What if Trey Young? What if Trey Young has the best game of his career and it's he's just like it was all Lloyd Pierce. I don't think that's the case. That would suck. For I don't even years. want to put that into the yeah. world because I've met Lloyd. I had a beer with him one time. Seemed like a good guy. 
when he was an assistant for Philly, actually. Yeah, it always seemed like a great guy there. We, we were upset when, when he took the job. Not upset, but we were like, ah, oh, shit, we're losing him. Right. Yeah, nice. Obviously, a well-respected assistant, he got a job. All right, last thing we're going to end with here is this Draymond Green thing. So yesterday, I guess either we missed it or it happened after. I don't know when this happened, but we missed it. <laughs> but it trended. It became it blew up today, like really early this morning, late last. I don't know. We, we just didn't see it yesterday, but it's been all over the place today. They had media. I don't again. I don't know if it was after the game. I guess it was after the game. And Draymond Green kind of was not prompted, like no question, just unprompted. Was like something's on my, I got something on my mind. And went on this whole rant that stemmed, I guess, from the Andre Drummond situation. But it's clearly something that's been on his mind for a while now. Um, And I wanted to play it. It's long. It's like almost three minutes, but I want to play it. And we can react to it real quick because I, I do think he says a lot of stuff that's very interesting in here. To watch Andre Drummond before the game uh, sit on the sideline, then go to the back and then come out in street clothes because a team is going to trade him is bull Because when James Harden asked for a trade and essentially dogged it, I don't think there was no surprise or no, you know, there's – no one's going to fight back that James was dogging it his last days in Houston. But he was castrated for one to go to a different team, and everybody destroyed that man. And yet a team can come out and say, oh, we want to trade a guy, and then that guy is to go sit. And if he doesn't stay professional, then he's a cancer, and he's not good in someone's locker room, and he's the issue. And we've seen situations of Harrison Barnes getting pulled off the bench. You know, DeMarcus Cousins finding out that he's traded in an interview after the All-Star game. And we continue to let this happen. But I got fined for stating my opinion of what I thought should happen with another player. But teams can come out and continue to say, oh, we're trading guys. We're not playing you. And yet we're to stay professional. At some point, as players, we need to be treated with the same respect and have the same rights that the team can have. Because as a player, you're the worst person in the world when you want a different situation. But a, but a team can say they're trading you, and that man is to stay in shape. He is to stay professional. And if not, his career is on the line. At some point, this league has to protect the players from embarrassment like that. You know, we talk all of this stuff about you can't do this. You can't say that publicly. If you say that publicly, you're fine. Anthony Davis got fined, I think, $100,000 or something like that for demanding a trade publicly. But you can say Andre Drummond's getting traded publicly, and we're looking to trade him publicly, and he's to stay professional and just deal with it. But then when Kyrie Irving say, oh, my mental health is off, Everybody go crazy about that, too. Do you not think that affects someone mentally? As much as we put into this game to be great, to come out here and be in shape, to produce for fans every single night, and most importantly, to help your team win, do you think that doesn't affect someone mentally? But as players, we're told to, ah, no, you can't say that, you can't say this, but teams can? It goes along the same lines of when, when everyone wants to say, 
oh man, that young guy can't figure it out. But no one wants to say the organization can't figure it out. At some point, the players must be respected in these situations, and it's ridiculous, and I'm sick of seeing it. Y'all have He's sweating. He is. That that may have been from the game he just played. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, my first t- I had no idea that James Harden was castrated. That's unbelievable. I mean, that's so that's way overboard. Yeah, way overboard. Didn't deserve that, James. J- Sorry, James. Yeah. Cause I think we probably contributed to the castration. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't know I didn't want that to happen, but yeah. Draymond's, Draymond's little- making Draymond's making some good points here. Yeah, he's a little all over the place. I've listened to it a few times now. I think every time I listen to it, I hear it differently. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Um, because look, he's right that um, teams do it all the time and say, we're going to trade you, don't play. Or that teams do one thing and a player does it, players get crushed. Um, and to that end, he's right. Like the perception has to change. Players, what, why is it, why is a player looked at as a cancer or as a bad person or bad anything because he doesn't want to be in his situation anymore because he signed a contract? Signing a contract is not like a light, that doesn't mean that your life has to be miserable, right? Or that you have to hate your situation. Um, you can ask to, to go somewhere, you can request it, you can do everything in your power to get the situation you want. Sometimes it is what, like if you break the rules, you get fined, whatever. But um, like the whole, like the league has to do a better job of helping like protect players from this embarrassment. The league can't control what the media says. What's, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like a lot of the things that he's asking for here is the media's fault. It's not the league's fault. Yeah. You know, he's not wrong about a lot of it. It's just like, what can the league can't do? The, the league, it's like eventually the league has to protect us and give us the same respect that it gives the teams. Well, other than finding a player for saying this and not finding the team, all the other things he's talking about, it's up to the media. And he's yeah. right. The media does need to do a better job. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think what, what the league could do is be equally punitive and then find, find the Cavs for doing that. You know, right. I, I wonder if Draymond would, would, but I don't, I don't think, I don't know. I don't think, do you think he's as mad about the fine or do you think he's more mad about the fact that if a player says he wants to leave, he's looked at as a pariah. Mm-hmm. If the team just says they want to trade a player and doesn't let that player play, it's just business. Yeah, no, you're right. It does sound like his issue is more with the media than anything. Maybe it's misdirected because yeah. it's the media that portrays the player as being, you know, a pariah or something right. like that. And the, the thing, obvious, and I talked about this on the other show that I did earlier, but the thing that he's most right about, hands down, like not even a question, is this, what he said at the end. Like it, go, it goes along the same lines of we always, everyone's so quick to say a player can't figure it out, but they never say it, the team can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. He's, he couldn't be more right. Yeah, and I talk about good. this all the time. There's so many shit show organizations that don't, and players are out of the league quickly or get moved on from quickly because they're in situations because the teams suck mm-hmm. and the teams never get blamed. It's always like, Oh, the player couldn't get it. And, and I think a lot of these GMs speak three, four times a year at most they're behind closed doors. They're not very interesting to begin with. So the media doesn't feast on that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, they're protected just by their role that they have. Um, 
and the players are out there. I, I, yeah, I do think, I mean, I think we respect guys for the most part, but the media does kind of treat these guys like, yeah, not even like people. Sometimes they treat them like trash sometimes. Um, so he, he's making some good points. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to play that because it was like the biggest story in the NBA. And I, like I said to you off before we started recording, I don't think it's going away anytime soon. Like I think it's going to continue to be a story because I mean, every single player that I saw come out, even on, on TNT in the pregame today, they were talking about it and D Wade and Shaq were both like hundred percent. Right. I agree with everything he said. Like all, a lot of players are supporting him. So I don't know what, what it means. I don't know if it changes anything. Like, I don't know. I would, I would think that maybe like situations like Harrison Barnes getting pulled off the bench in the middle of a game because he got traded. Maybe that won't happen. Stuff like that. Maybe they could change that. But like, what are you going to like? DeMarcus Cousins finding out he got traded in an interview, in a post game interview. Like, what, how, how do you stop that? Like that. And why is that embarrassing? I mean, I guess, I, I guess it's a little embarrassing, but yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. You know? I don't know if that's necessarily embarrassed. It's not fair to him, I guess, but there's plenty of stuff that's not fair. I mean, that's uh, right. The team should be more professional maybe. And and so I really do think his anger is misdirected at the league instead of the media. But like you you also like the context of that situation. My assumption is he was, he was at media availability and the PR person was probably like, I need to tell him before he gets bombarded. And cause like, if the PR person knows that the trade's happening, that means Woj priority knows. Right. And that means it's going to be out there soon. And the last thing the team can afford at all-star break is for Boogie to come off the court, talk to the media. And the media is like, what do you think about going to Sacramento or going to new Orleans? You know? Yeah. That wouldn't that make the team look way worse. So yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know how much of it can be fixed by the league. I think a lot of it is, you know, like we said, the media has to do better, which will never happen. Which was not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, try. we'll try. Losing cause. Losing cause. You know what pisses me off? You know, like on Twitter, and I'll end here. Like if you, if like one of your interests on Twitter is like NBA, they'll just find like random trending NBA tweets and they'll pop into your timeline. Mm-hmm. I get every, I get all these tweets from Skip Bayless and I don't even... I don't even follow him. And he you gotta, is. You got to mute him. No, no I, it's not him. It's because it's like an NBA trending topic. It shows up in my timeline. Mm-hmm. He is the most insufferable human on the planet. But if you go to his account and just mute him. Then it then won't it, show up in my timeline. No, it will not show up in your. Yeah. Yeah. It shows how good I am at Twitter. All right. I'm going to do that. All right. He is the worst. He is the worst. Yeah. He's, he's, he's awful. Um, all right. Well, you guys know what to do. Subscribe. Rate us, review us. Uh, still new to Blue Wire, so trying to get everyone back in in the game, back on the feed. Um, tell all of your friends. Tell all of your family. Um, tell your neighbors. Tell your coworkers. Tweet about um, it. Tweet about it. I mean, like at this point, we're at a point where word of mouth will do too. Like if if every mm-hmm. person who listens tells one person, and then those people all tell one person like now that's we're cooking. Now that's here. Cooking. Yeah, isn't that how, I mean, I'm not going to have to eat ramen every night. I mean, that's kind of how things worked before social media. Right. So mm-hmm. let's just start that. So everyone listening right now, 
however many of you there are to, for this episode. Instead of subscribing, rating, and reviewing, which seems to be just an impossible task for most people. <laughs> people um, are busy, man. People are busy. When you, The next person you talk to that's a basketball fan, just say, hey, I listen to this podcast. It's pretty good. Listen to it and then pay it forward. That'd be amazing. Yeah. But until then, if you just want to keep listening and not tell anybody anything, we'll be back tomorrow. Later. <laughs> <laughs>